Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. tonight about the Word of God. You know, excitement, expectancy is a symptom of faith. Faith always expects. I said faith always expects. And so when we have an expectancy when we come in here, when we go before the Word of God believing that He's got something special for us. Special for us then those are the kind of people that receive revelation knowledge. So, Father, tonight, we believe that you're speaking to us through the Word of God. We believe that you're speaking to us through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, not only in us, but also upon us. And tonight, we're going to hear words that are going to change things in our heart. They're going to adjust some things in our heart. It'll set us up for you to do more in our life. So we declare that we have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. We say the eyes of our spirit are open, not just here in this place, but those that are watching by the live stream or recording, because there's no distance or time in the spirit. And so we thank you for the work of the word of God in our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we uh, welcome you out there in Streamland. We believe that we're blessed. What do you believe? (laughs) We believe that we're blessed. We're going somewhere to be a blessing. Well, we're glad that you're tuned in. I can tell you're hungry, or you wouldn't be here on a Wednesday night watching us on your iPad, watching us on your phone. We want to say a a shout-out to Sharon and her team, wherever you're at in uh, Florida in that Orlando area. I trust you're having a good time, and I'm glad you're with us tonight. We got something good. The Lord has something good for us. Amen? Amen. So we've already prayed, right? You ready to get into the Word of God? Get your Bibles out. And who knows, we may not keep you very long tonight. But then again, we we may just go with the flow. How's that sound? Amen? I'm a faith man. It could happen. Glory to God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, it's interesting how the Lord brings things to our attentions from time to time. I was listening. uh, I I normally go to sleep at night with a teaching. uh, I call it a tape. But uh, obviously it's not an electronic device that I'm listening to uh, from my phone. And so I wear my uh, AirPods and I I go to sleep listening to, to, to the ministry of the word. And it's interesting that that the Lord will awaken me at certain times because I'll doze off and then all of a sudden he'll wake me up and there'll be just a portion on that uh, teaching that I need to hear. And one thing that I heard uh, several nights ago reminded me of an experience I had as a high school student. (laughs) So uh, let's just start tonight with, let's go back a couple of years. 
Actually, it'd be more than a couple. And uh, where I lived uh, outside of Philadelphia was about 17 miles west of Philly. And we were about an hour and a half from the Jersey Shore. And I'm talking about the, the southern uh, Jersey Shore. There uh, were, we have Atlantic City and Ocean City and then, you know, uh, Sea Isle City and, and uh, Stone Harbor and you know, all the way down to Cape May on that, that southern shore of, of Jersey. And we'd go to the Jersey Shore almost every year in the summer. Sometimes we take two or uh, two weeks and go down there. My mom would take one week off and then I'd stay with a family for a full two weeks. But then this one time uh, during the school year, and it was, it could have been the summer, I don't remember the exact uh, time, but me and several of my buddies, we decided we're going to go down to the shore. So we all hopped in somebody's jalopy. I'm not sure what we were driving back then. We took that hour and a half trip down to, I don't know, I think it was Stone Harbor and went down there. And uh, I don't know if you've You've, I'm sure that you've seen shorelines is a lot of times that the beach is really just a peninsula. Yeah. And there's always, or many times, there is a bay behind the shore. Uh, there, there, there's, there's a bay behind the ocean side of the beach. And that's the way it was in this town that we were in. And so we went to the bay, which is, you know, going behind the beach and going towards mainland. And then there was this saltwater bay that was, you know, behind uh, where the ocean was. And uh, there was this place there on the bay that was renting sailboats. And uh, I'm not a sailor and don't pretend to be. And apparently neither were my high school friends. And so we, uh, we rented a sailboat. And, you know, you rent it by the hour or however long you want to. Uh, take it out there in the bay and the way that this was set up is that the the dock was here and it was this narrow channel that went out from the dock into the big opening of the bay and so you don't you don't sail in this channel it's just it's just too narrow and so you have you've got to get out to the the, the bigger water out there but that day the wind was blowing directly towards the dock. And it's a sailboat. And the sailboat is powered by the wind. And the sails follow the wind. So here's, I think there was four of us in this little sailboat. It was an open-bodied open, uh, boat. It was probably 16 foot. And uh, we're sitting in this thing, and we couldn't get away from the dock. Because the wind, the wind was blowing us the opposite direction that we wanted to go. Well, uh, Carrie, he was one of my high school buddies, and uh, apparently he had some experience. And he says, I think I know what we need to do. And so even though the wind was blowing directly in the direction that we wanted to go, he began to take the boat and start going in an angle to the wind, but it still pushed the boat, but it was going towards the wind in, in a slight degree. And we just sliced back and forth in this little channel going like this in the direction that the wind didn't want us to go. And so he was manning the rudder. He was doing this steering, 
and he navigated us into the wind with that maneuver with the rudder and steering the boat until we got into the big bay and then we could pretty much do whatever we wanted to do. And it was it's an awesome experience, and the Lord reminded me of that. And, you know, how many of you know that in life, there's always a wind in our face that's trying to get us to go the wrong direction? Yes. Have you noticed that? Am I the only one? I mean, we want to go here, and there's this... this you know, circumstances that are blowing us the opposite direction as to where we want to go. And so I want us to, to consider tonight that the Lord has given us the means to overcome every obstacle. That comes from the enemy. And we can steer our life in the direction of blessing even though there's a wind in our face, even though there are circumstances that we're looking at and even experiencing, he can get us off the dock and into that big bay of blessing. Amen. I want you to go over to James tonight. Now, we're going to be discussing spiritual law tonight. What are you talking about? Well, the Bible teaches us how to navigate in life by applying spiritual laws. Some apply them without even knowing that they're applying them in terms of salvation. Many people get saved and receive Jesus Christ as their Savior even though they had no clue that they were applying spiritual laws. And the Bible contains in it, especially in the epistles, Laws that we can apply to life and get us from the dock out into that bay of blessing. Amen. So here in James, look at this. It's, it's very interesting. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. And here, beginning in the fourth verse of chapter 3 of James, he says, consider ships. So this is why the Lord reminded me of that experience over 40 years ago. Though very large talking about the, the ships, they're driven by fierce winds. Yet they're guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So too, though the tongue, talking about that little muscle in between our teeth, that tongue is a small part of our body. It may be 1% of our body or less. Yet it boasts or has the power to do great things. So we're going to talk about our tongue tonight being a steering device, being a rudder. And though the wind is in our face, we can begin steering our life to get that which we are facing to power us to get out into the bay. You see, even though the, the wind was in our face and we couldn't get out into the, the big body of water, we still had to use the wind to propel us to get there. We just steered in the right way that we're still using the wind, but we're going in the opposite direction of the wind. 
So our tongue is a steering device. So regardless of how big a ship is, a small rudder easily steers that ship in whatever direction the captain or the pilot or the guy steering the boat points it. I mean, you can take a, an aircraft carrier and its rudder or rudders, because they have multiple propellers, many times the rudder is behind the propeller, its size is so minimal to that entire ship, a ship that can land aircraft. I don't know how many tons they are. And so that's how powerful our tongue is. Think about it. And it can steer us in whatever direction we will. Our tongue is under the authority of our will. So let's talk about words being more than just things that convey a thought. Words are more than just painting a picture. Words are, are more than just being used to give instruction. Words are more than just describing a feeling. Words can be used, and you do this on purpose, if you're going to go against the wind. Everybody can go with the wind, and most people are. We'll see that here in just a moment. But you and I can go in the face of the wind and take our life in a direction that is contrary to the wind and get us to that place of receiving the blessings of God that he's already given us through Jesus Christ. Amen? So understand, we're going to talk about how to make our words steer our life in a positive direction. And we do that by using our words to steer. We purposefully steer our life with what we say. All right? Now go on over to Hebrews chapter 11 and be careful. We're, we're about to sail in some rough water here because you're going to hear scriptures that you've heard multiple times. And the danger of that is our mind sometimes will say, well, yeah, I've heard that. And then you start letting your mind go off into what you have heard and, and all of that. And that hinders the Holy Spirit in revealing something new that you haven't heard from the same scripture you have heard. Amen. Amen. I mean, you can, you and I have an an eternity to try and exhaust all the revelation that's in one verse of scripture when we're on the other side in heaven and yet still not get all the revelation out of it just like the angels of God the Bible says that they encircle the throne of God they they fly around the throne of God worshiping him and it, the Bible says that every time they make one pass, they see some new part of God they've never seen before. And guess what? They've been doing that for a long time. 
They were doing it before the world was created. And guess what? They're still going to be doing it after. And yet still see something new every time. And that's how we have to picture the Word of God when we go and look at a verse we've heard before. I'm in 11.3, and we're talking about how we can use our words to create. Use our words to point us in a direction to receive blessings from the Lord. Now here in 11.3 of Hebrews, English Standard Version, it says by faith or through faith. What, does, what, what is he now describing faith having the ability to do? By faith we understand that the universe was created. Now the King James says worlds, plural. I like this word universe. I mean, we, we were at a, a friend's house recently, and uh, they, they like their, their lights darkened or, or dim in their house, but on the ceiling they had the Milky Way showing on their ceiling. I had never seen that. I've seen that in a museum before, but not a person's house. And the Milky Way is cool because it looks like a brighter area in the center of the stars that you're seeing. And that means that there's a whole lot more stars there than you're seeing on the fringe. And that's a part where, a part where that which God created is still being created. And we don't know how far it goes, naturally speaking. And that's the direction of heaven. The sides of the north. And God created all that with words. Look what it says. It says that by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. Or could we say God speaking words? Well, what kind of words did God speak? He spoke words of faith. Amen. Now... Here's where a lot of us miss it. Is that here we are talking about words and how they create. And to our mind, to our logic, that's, that sounds silly. Because words are so easy to come by. I can say anything, anytime. But we're talking about speaking words of faith. We're not talking about idle words. We're not talking about horizontal words, words that we're speaking to one another. No, we're talking about speaking words that God speaks. Now, understand that God one day didn't go well you know I think I'm going to create the universe and so he just goes out and, and says you know light be that's not what happened you see people focus too much on the words and they don't focus on what is the where are the words coming from 
See, when we look at words and think that they're insignificant, it's because we're thinking about words that come from our mind. And they have virtually no creative power. Unless you keep saying them over and over again, and then it drops into your heart, and then you start creating with them. You see, God had a desire. He had you in mind. Amen. Come on. And he wanted to create that where he could put you. Think about that. When you look up in the, in the night sky, he put all that up there for you. This, this planet we call Earth, to our known knowledge right now in, in the realm of science, it's the only planet that's like this one. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that if this planet was just 100 feet closer to the sun or 100 feet away from the sun, we couldn't live here. Either it would be too hot or too cold. That's insane. He hung everything with his creative power for you and I. So he contemplated this. He, he, he considered all this before he said, light be. And it was real and tangible in his heart, in his spirit. And it was so real to him, he could imagine it and saw what it would look like before he even spoke it. Now, see, I'm talking about creative words. People hear a message like this and they just start babbling words out. I have, a, I have 10 million oil wells. I'm this, I'm that. Well, yeah, you're just in a baby pool splashing. There's a lot of action going on inside that pool, but nothing on the outside of it. No, we, we speak creative words on purpose. Like God said, light be. It came up out of his spirit. That which he saw and desired on the inside, that would accommodate you and I. That's what he spoke. And that's why you and I are living on this miraculous planet that continues to replenish itself. Amen. Hallelujah. So by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. So that which is now seen, this physical world that we see, was made out of or created by spiritual things or by applying spiritual law. And I'm getting way ahead of myself <laughs> in saying this. The spiritual law is that we allow his word to come into our heart and be a part of our inner man to the degree that when we speak it, 
we have the ability to believe that what we're saying is coming to pass. Amen. Come on. Now, for, for many years, I would say what the preacher told me to say. How many of you know those words weren't coming from my heart? I was just a parrot. I want a cracker. I was just a parrot. But when I began to take the time to get the word in me, when I began to allow the word to form an image in my heart, in my, could I even say, my imagination, and I could start seeing it. And then when it became real, I spoke it forth. And at that point, my life started go, to go in the direction of where the wind said I couldn't go. Come on. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. When God spoke, to create what he desired. His words, what he was speaking, contradicted what he saw. This is, this, this is, this is good right here. This is one of those good parts. This is one of those things that it was worth coming to church tonight to hear. You see, God is looking for those who will follow him and dare to believe and to say what they can't see. I mean, that's when you get yourself out there because now you're not going by sensory perception anymore. You're going by what God said and that's where faith begins. That's when creative power is conceived in our spirit. Hallelujah. So when God spoke, light be, I want you to know there was no light whatsoever to be seen when he said that. But he believed when he said it that what he said was coming to pass, and therefore it did. Now, I don't know what the, the time parameters were for the time he spoke it to the time he could see it. And that should never be a factor or you're not in faith. See, if you're expecting something instant when you speak, then you're not in the realm of faith. You're in the realm of time and time is of this world. Yep. Yes, and that's what shackles our faith. That's what hinders us. Well, I thought I'd have it by now. Well, you're not in faith. And don't pretend like you are. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What do you mean it doesn't matter? I see, when, when it becomes a factor, when time becomes a factor, then you've shackled yourself. And you've limited the creative power that's coming from your heart because now you're walking by sight and not by faith. Amen? Amen? And this is where most of us miss it. 
we've got to be very careful that when we speak words that are in our heart that we believe that what we have said is now ours remember these are spiritual laws these aren't physical laws and the whole time you and I are applying spiritual laws you will not have any physical evidence to substantiate what you believe you now have. Come on. Zero, zilch, nada. None. Amen? Amen? Now understand that our words, that which we speak, can either help us or, 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 or <laughs> hinder us. You know who my worst enemy is? And do you know who my battle is with? Me. Me. I said, me. In our society right now, it's so popular to say, because of them, because of this, because of that, this is what I have to put up with. Well, guess what, sweetheart? You're your own worst enemy. Come on. Amen. We're in Christ. We are children of the King. We are children of the Creator of the universe. Our Daddy is the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if I'll just apply spiritual law and stop making excuses why my life is the way it is, if I'll just apply spiritual law, I'm going to go right in the face of that wind and get to where I need to get. Amen. Yes. Nothing to stop. Think about it. Do you remember that moment of decision? Do you remember that, 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 that moment just before you invited Christ into your life? Do you remember that? I do. I was, I was right on the edge of doing something that was going to change my life for eternity. And in that moment, I'm about to, to talk to Jesus and, and invite him, open my heart to let him in. Don't you think the devil knew I was about to do that? Don't you think my mother-in-law knew that I was about to do that? Don't you know my worst enemy knew I was about to do that? Don't you know the universe knew I was about to do that? And nothing could stop me. Amen. Come on. Glory. And I said what I believed about Jesus. I had that image in my heart that he was Lord, Savior. God in flesh and I call upon his name to be saved and I said about Jesus what I believed and what I said recreated my spirit and I became a new creature in Christ and so did you and you didn't allow you didn't allow what you saw about you because you know you were just like me you were rotten you were no good you were unworthy you were a fallen being you didn't let that keep you from saying, Jesus, be my Lord. Amen. Yes. Even though everything that you saw contradicted what about you were about to say. 
God's name. And this creative power works the same way in every area of our life, whether it's spiritual, whether it's mental, whether it's physical, whether it's financial, whether it's relational. It works the same way. You get the word in your heart, you believe it, you trust it, you start seeing it, and then you start saying it's mine. You start confessing it. You start creating it, and now you're sailing in the direction of the wind. And you know, you might not get there by the end of the day, right? I said, right? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to get there many times at the end of the day, especially if you're birthing something in that scene realm. See, birthing in the scene realm takes tenacity. It takes patience. It takes intestinal <laughs> fortitude. Can I say it that way? It takes guts, man. It takes guts. And we're contradicting everything that our mind is seeing and feeling and calculating. Am I the only one that has my mind laugh at me? My mind laughs at me. Are you kidding? You're saying what? Don't you know that's impossible? Well, yeah, it's impossible to my mind. But, but, but it's not impossible to our God. You're thinking, how can God make my heart new? How can God make it work like it was created to work? I don't know how, that, how he can do that. Well, you don't have to know. If he created it in the first place, he can repair it. Amen. Amen. I don't care how ridiculous it sounds to your mind. I don't care how ridiculous it sounds to my mind. If I got his word for it, it's possible. I just got to get it in my heart and release it through words. Now, we just said that our words can work for us or our words can work against us. Everybody say, ouch, hallelujah. I want you going over to Proverbs chapter 18. This is one of our, one of these verses that we've heard multiple times that our mind still laughs at. Let it laugh. Amen. How about we just embrace it as a spiritual reality? Proverbs 18.21. I'm in the English Standard Version. It says that death and life Those are complete opposites, aren't they? Death and life are in the power of the tongue or in the power of what you say believing. Amen? Amen. Again, it's noted that this is the choice you and I make. Not someone else. No, no one else can speak from your heart. Only you and I can speak from our heart. Come on. Amen. 
And so what we speak consistently will either create life or push us away from the direction of life and eventually get us to a place where something is stolen from us. We'll suffer loss. See, many people look at this word death and they think, well, if I, you mean to tell me the Bible says if I say something wrong, I'm going to die? No, it's talking about the laws of death. The laws of death. You see, it tells us in Romans 8, 2, that Jesus has delivered us from the laws, the, 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 the laws of spirit and death. For the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed me from the laws of sin and death. You see, spiritual laws work like God's laws. The spiritual, spirit, the spiritual laws of death work just like the spiritual laws of life. They're not instantaneous. And so it'll pull you in a direction of the spirit of death, which is going to, where we're going to suffer some sort of loss. Yes. Amen? Amen. That's, what, that's what sin does. It takes you out from doing what is, produces life, and now you're behaving in a way that produces loss or a level of death. So death and life are where? Power of the tongue. Now you understand that we could have kept pointing that boat in the exact direction we wanted to go and we never would have left the dock. But we chose to use the laws of sailing, I guess we'll say. <laughs> The laws of sailing. And we, we began to take a diagonal route, and then the wind became an asset and not a detriment. Yeah, yeah. Same with our tongue. It goes on to say that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who enjoy it or love it or practice it, either speaking life or speaking death, it says they will eat its fruit. They will eat of what their tongue produces. I've often told people that if there's an area of your life that you're struggling in, maybe it's your health. Maybe it's your level of anxiety or if you're battling with depression or maybe it's financial. Maybe, maybe it's a relationship. Your kids, your grandkids, right? Your spouse. Well, what are you saying about those circumstances that are unwanted? And I, I'm, I'm willing to say that close to the majority of the time, you and I are speaking in a negative way about those areas that we're struggling in. You're in Proverbs 18. Go on over to Proverbs 21. And we'll, we'll, I can tell that this is getting a little heavy here, so we'll, we'll shut her down here. <laughs> I don't want to beat us up too bad tonight. Proverbs 21. 
Look at verse 23. Whoso, this is from the, the Christian standard, whoso keepeth his mouth, or he who controls his mouth. That means you use your mouth. You, 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 you determine what you'll allow yourself to say. Because you're mindful that you'll create what you say if you say it long enough. Whosoever keepeth his mouth and his tongue does what? Keeps his soul or his spirit from troubles. You know, years ago uh, I was listening, I don't even know what kind of a broadcast it was, but they were, they were interviewing this doctor. He, he was the the head physician of the Chicago Bears football team. How I was watching that, I don't know. My wife is rolling her eyes. But anyway, they asked this doctor a question. So this doctor is, he's being paid to keep his players in top playing condition. And so the question to this doctor was, what one thing, do you do to set your your players up to be in good health and to be best prepared for what's required of them on the football field one thing one thing and his answer really surprised me he said I make sure that every one of my players uses sea salt in their diet. What? Sea salt. And I'm thinking to myself, it seems like it all tastes the same to me, but you want them to use a particular kind of salt. And obviously that works best in a physical body in his opinion. So when I heard that, the next thing I thought was, what one thing would I tell a Christian to do to turn their life around, to put them in a direction that they can begin enjoying consistently the blessings of God? Well, you already know the answer because we're talking about it tonight. I would tell them to use their words to bless them and don't use their words to hinder themselves could you imagine if I changed because I'm just like you I see something and words fly out of my mouth right we really need to reel it in a little bit don't we we, we need to be conscious of how powerful our words are and then use them to work for us and not against us so when we begin saying about us what God says about us, it, it'd be good. James 3, 2, and we're done. James 3, 2. This is again from this Christian standard. It says, for we, and this is, as you recall, this is real close to where we saw that 
the rudder of a ship is likened to our tongue. This is up above it before James said that in Scripture. He says, for we all stumble in many ways. I'm like you. I don't want to stumble. I don't like stumbling blocks. I don't like speed bumps. So he tells us how we don't have to stumble in many ways. He says, if anyone... Isn't that interesting? Why would it say anyone? Because it's a spiritual law. How many people are impacted by the law of gravity on this earth? Everybody. Because it's a physical law. It's an absolute. What goes up is certainly going to come down soon. Even an airplane when it runs out of gas. Right? He says, if anyone... And that's what these self-help things do. They just start applying a spiritual law, even though they're not depending on Christ. My my grandson, he's, he's so adorable. And right now, his favorite character is uh, Lightning McQueen, which is a race car. And uh, he's had three movies about this race car. And every time that Lightning goes out to race, he's in his trailer saying, I am speed. I am speed. I am speed. So even Lightning McQueen... If he doesn't stumble in what he does, what what, what is it? Not stumbling in what? In what he says. Isn't that interesting? If anyone who doesn't stumble or make a mistake in what he says, that is proving that he is a mature man or a mature believer. You know, I can gauge how mature I am by how much or how little I control my words. And if he can control his words, look what this says. He'll be able to control his whole body. Do you know that you can boot and get rid of an addiction by what you say? saying what you believe. Father, I want to thank you tonight for this subject matter. I I know that you're helping us tonight. I know that you're showing us that changing the direction of our life is, is as easy as changing what kind of salt we eat. We can control what we say. Because Our tongue is subject to our will. And we can be more mindful of how powerful and how impactful the words that we speak are. Lord, each one of us here under the sound of my voice, 
We want to go out into that bay and we want to enjoy your blessings. And it doesn't matter that the wind's blowing in our face. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And we can apply spiritual law. We can apply getting the word down in us where it becomes a part of our innermost being and we can speak it forth out of our mouth believing that what we're saying is coming to pass. And we will steer our life right into the middle of your perfect will, right in the middle of your blessings, right in the middle of heaven on earth. Lord, we thank you for it tonight. In Jesus' name, everyone believe and said? Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for coming out, guys. Good to have you.